tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job and your relationship, start a hobby, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist it so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. I am here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Welcome, I'm Olga Nadal and you are listening to your next great chapter, the podcast to master life transitions with ease and courage. And today's show is sponsored by Divorce for Love. For those of you new to the show, I am the founder of Divorce for Love, where I educate, inspire and coach those going through possibly one of the most challenging transitions you may face in your life. If you are thinking about divorce or have started the process and are feeling lost, go and watch the masterclass I made for you on the five secrets you must know about divorce. These five secrets can save you a ton of money and sleepless nights. The link is in the notes, so head over there right after today's show. Hello. Today, I am going to be talking about how to do it all, working, parenting, teaching, doing everything at home. And this is specially dedicated to these bizarre times that we're living, the good old pandemic. But it also goes to show how we can actually do it all. And it's something that we sometimes feel overwhelmed when, especially I teach people how to divorce in a loving way. And one of the biggest complaints or fears that they have is how are they going to do it all when they don't have the support of another partner? So I try to always give them a few tips and ideas, but it always comes down to mindset. You just have to prepare yourself for what comes ahead. And once you have that proper mindset of I can do this, then you can actually do it. Having said that, we really have been thrown to the lions here. If it was already hard enough to try and do working and parenting after school, now we don't even have that six hour break that we used to have. And the news that I have for my listeners is that I don't think there's going to be a school year. 2020 and 2021 are not the year that we will send our children to school. For some, it will be by choice. They will not feel comfortable sending their children to the school environment. For the majority of us, it will be that there is no other choice. The schools, even though they're saying they're going to reopen, I don't see any reopening. And even if they do open up the doors, I believe that they're going to be closed down pretty quickly after that. So instead of expecting that there's going to be a school, I am preparing for not having school year. And one of my favorite sentences is always prepare for the worst, but expect the best. So if we do end up having a school year where we drop our kids from Monday to Friday from eight to two, which is how it used to be my old normal, then fantastic. You don't need any of this advice. But if we are staying in this working and parenting and teaching from home, then I do have a couple of ideas for you. The first one that I want to put out there is having the mindset of stop the guilt tripping, because this is a really difficult position that we are finding ourselves in. And we have to cut corners. This is not the year to try and push all the projects. I have my other business, the Divorce for Love School, where I have had to push deadlines back after month because I just don't have the productivity. I don't have those six hours to sit down and focus on these projects. And I have to give myself plenty of grace because there is no point in me trying to push them forward. If my kids are here, my kids have my attention. 
at the same time, I used to have this structure where I will work and do my own self-care time from eight to two when they were in school. But then when they came from school, it was all their time. I will turn off the computers, I will put away the phone, and that was me being present with them. I do have the luxury that I have 50-50 custody, so for two weeks out of the month, I will be able to work 12 hours a day if I wanted to, which is never my preference though. But if needed, then I could do that. Right now, the two weeks that I have them, I'm actually 12 hours a day on with them. I do create a structure. I have created a structure over the summer, which I plan on continuing on because otherwise it means that two weeks out of the month, nothing gets done. And I don't think that's balancing for me. Again, you do you. If you choose to just devote your entire time to your children, fantastic. You could see this as an opportunity to even go beyond the usual bonding that we had before. To me, I need balance. And my balance involves that I want to get things done regarding work and then I want to be present for them. So what I've done is I've created schedules. And my son was actually doing a hybrid schooling model last year, which involved two days of going to campus and then the other two days were online studying and then three days of weekend. Friday was actually a day to catch up. My son will get everything done from Monday to Thursday and then we will have Fridays to go surfing, do whatever we wanted. So I'm trying to do the same thing now that I have my two kids. I have my 12-year-old and my 8-year-old and what we're going to do is we're going to study for three hours And yes, I know that this may sound shocking already, but I believe that you can get so much done in three hours if you structure it properly. So three hours a day, we're going to do the school curriculum. We're going to learn the basics, the reading, speaking, the math, geography, the common basis. And then we are going to go into breaks where we do whatever we want to do and supervise. They really can do anything they want except for screens. Screens have a time limit. And that to me is really important, especially with a 12-year-old boy. He's getting pretty, pretty attached to his computer games. And a little bit of side note here, but I have a policy of no Playstations here in my house. But since now he lives in two households, my ex's household, does have a PlayStation. So I do let him play an hour and 40 minutes of games on the computer when he's with me every other day. And this is an interesting fact. I worked out that deal with him because one of the things that I'm going to tell you later is that besides teaching them subjects, I also teach them values. And one very important value for me is negotiation. So I'm teaching my children how to negotiate for whatever they want. And in this case, It was computer games, which, like I said, I'm completely against them. But he was able to give me such a compelling argument that we reached an agreement where it was going to be either one hour every day or he suggested that if you could do one hour and 40 minutes, because that's the length of four games in one go, then he will be much happier and then we won't have to break up the day. All this to say, you can figure it out whichever way it is, but Screens to me have a limited amount of time, especially when it comes to gaming, because quite frankly, I don't see any positive coming out of that except for the distraction. So they don't have that much time to go and play with their friends. So I'm letting that one fly for now. But then we go into learning other skills and we go into doing gardening. We keep planting new vegetables in my garden and they have to take care of them. We do cooking, we do cleaning, painting dance, 
learning music. And I'm also teaching them really novel skills like podcasting and coding and how to edit photo and video. I think those are going to be very valuable in the coming years. And I love that we have a chance to learn online how to do that. And we also have to have one hour of exercise. So we either go for a walk on the beach or for a surf, even running around the property, but they need to move every day. And then again, they'll have their spare time where they can choose what they want to do with their time. And they sometimes come up with new games or they sometimes get bored. Fine. I really believe that we've lost the art of being bored in childhood and I'm trying to bring it back. So let them be bored. Let them have to come up with their own ideas. That's something that becomes really exhausting for parents nowadays, having to entertain their children. I don't know who came up with this concept, but I don't agree with it. They need to entertain themselves. And again, away from screens, just use your imagination and your creativity. The other part that I wanted to mention was what I touched on before. I am teaching them values. I'm going beyond the textbook materials and I am teaching them what I think they're going to need the most in life, which is discipline. To me, that one is essential. How to be very determined, how to have grit and perseverance. I'm teaching them resourcefulness very often ask me to do something for them and I will say no you figure out how to do it I'll assist you I'll help you find the tools that you need but you get it done I'm teaching them kindness another thing that I think we're in a very short supply these days especially these days we are not being kind we're not being compassionate and I'm trying to teach them those values communication is huge on my book especially conscious communication and even if you just want to play games with them where We don't let each other say like, "Mm, so while we're having dinner, it's hilarious how incapable we are of speaking without using those verbal crutches. And we make a game out of it, but they learn and they're becoming better communicators. And then we play games where they have to express a whole concept, an idea, or they have to do a presentation on a country or some invention that they created. Let them work with their words in a very conscious manner. That's what I teach my clients, conscious communication. And I think that if my 12 and 8-year-old kids can learn this, then they have a head start in life. Like I mentioned before, I'm teaching them negotiation. Trust me, sometimes that comes to bite me in the ass because they negotiate me out of my own rules that I've set. But hey, if they have a compelling argument, I'll give it to them. That's how you teach them. That's how you get everything that you want in life. I'm teaching them how to do research. That to me is very important, how to find the information that you are looking for. Once again, I'm not giving it to them. They have to go and find it. I'm teaching them inquiry. In today's world, we are having a very hard time discerning what's true and what's fake. And I want them to have the analytical thinking to make up their own decisions, to make up their own theories, for them to know what's true and what's not true. And I'm also teaching them respect, how to respect other people and how to command respect from other people. So all of those things, again, you can do games around it or you can just treat them like grown-ups. That's another novel concept that I've been throwing out there because very often I feel I'm guilty of this, that we are the teachers, we are the disciplinarians and we are the ones that have to pass down our knowledge to them. But I've been playing with the idea that They have a lot to teach us. They are really smart creatures. And if we just stop and listen, and if we actively see their point and let them lead the way every so often, you'll be amazed. They really can teach us 
a lot and I'm making it a game again of let's see who is teaching who and it's working. I'm really enjoying it. Another thing that I want to touch on is how to make the new workload easier on yourself. And for me, that is, like I said at the beginning, don't judge yourself, lower your expectations, give yourself breaks when needed, and also ask for help because now more than ever, it takes a village. And I am creating groups of friends that were getting together to ensure that we have a break. And maybe they'll take them for Mondays, I'll take them for Tuesdays, another parent will take them for Wednesdays. We are all sharing our time availability and sharing the child caring duties to make it easier on ourselves. And I suggest that you try and do that. Find a small pot that you can share the teaching with. And Also find time for self-care for yourself so you don't burn out. And this is something that I teach my divorced parents and it takes time for them to understand how beautiful time alone is. But once you get it, then you will realize that that's our recharging time. I always say that our iPhones are wonderful machines only if you charge them every night. If you go more than 48 hours without recharging the battery, you won't get anything out of your iPhone. So we have to understand we are the same. We need our time alone. We need to give and get support. We need to say no when we don't want to do something. And we have to go easy on ourselves and mother ourselves as well, especially when we feel that we are running into overwhelm and too much is being asked of us. Like I said, this is exactly the landscape that we have ahead of us, at least until next year. I don't see this going anywhere for another year, year and a half. So be prepared for it. Try and have fun with it. I'm not the one to find the positivity in situations that are horrendous, but I think that this is actually got a bit of a silver lining and it is that we get to spend more time with our children and that is is a positive if, in my opinion, in my case, it's a positive if I manage to organize my time around it. If I don't get to take care of myself, to take care of my projects, then I don't enjoy my time with them. So don't feel guilty if you have been almost going down on the idea of getting yourself really worked up on the idea of, oh my gosh, am I going to have to have them next year? Even hearing me suggesting it just gives you the heebie-jeebies. Just create a structure around it find help and try and have fun with it. Try and let them be your teacher. And yeah, there's been times when they have to make dinner. And trust me, there's been some interesting recipes being thrown out there, but they are building a stronger bond with me right now. And for that, I am really grateful. I read once that we spend 80% of the time that we're going to spend with our children by the time they are 18. Once they hit 18 until the end of our lives, we will only spend 20% of time with them. So when you think about it, we've been given an opportunity to spend even more time with them now. And I am taking that opportunity and making the best out of it. That doesn't mean that I have my days when I go, good Lord, go away. And I need some time for me. And like I said, I do have the advantage of having my time where I really can focus on myself and my projects. But even if you don't have that, well, find the people who are going to help you and try and find a break whenever you can. 
I hope this was helpful. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe and review my podcast because I love hearing from you. You can also follow me on Instagram at Divorce for Love and join our Facebook group in the show notes.